So Matthew uh, chapter 13. Now this was the passage that I preached on in, uh, on Vision Sunday uh, back in October. And this is uh, Jesus' explanation of the parable of the sower. And I'm going to read from uh, verse 18. And Jesus has been talking about the sower who scattered seeds out there. And then he gives an interpretation to his disciples of uh, what this parable means. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears this message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding a hundred, sixty, or 30 times what was sown. And then I want to move to Paul's letter to the church in Corinth, and in the first letter that he writes, uh, chapter 3. Uh, and I'm going to be reading from verse 5. And here, Paul, who has planted a church, uh, is addressing an issue that's happened within the church where... Um, you know, a bit like football supporters saying, well, I think Arsene Wenger's the best, and other ones saying Alex Ferguson's the best, and some other people saying Pep Guardiola's the best. You know, you can get really kind of caught in names. I can't remember the Derby County manager. Sorry, James. Gary Rowitz. One person on the front row would say that Gary Rowett is the best. This month, yes, okay. <laughs> so... This church had got into a bit of that with their leaders and they were saying, some were saying Paul's the best and some were saying Apollos is the best. And this is how Paul uh, addresses that uh, issue. He says, and this is, I'm reading from verse five of chapter three of 1 Corinthians. What after all is Apollos and what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor, for we are co-workers in God's service." You are God's field. What a great answer that Paul gives there to the people in Corinth. It's God who brings the growth. And as I look back over this year of Multiply, 
I know that part of what was going on, just carrying on with that field imagery, was that during uh, last year, there was also, over the summer, a bit of ploughing up of the ground before we got the chance to scatter seeds and water. Uh, we heard from Jess uh, what's going on with the communities to do with the young people. And at the end of uh, the last summer term, quite a lot of the older youth moved on to university and college and other life. And we came into the new year with a whole group of uh, young people coming through from B Kids into the new year. So there was a kind of plowing of that ground. We didn't know quite what was going to happen. And it's absolutely brilliant. It's so encouraging to report that there are at least 40 young people that we relate to, engage with, who are part of church here on Sundays or part of the youth communities or part of what goes on on Sunday mornings every week. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, teenagers aren't interested in God, so I'm told. I think you are. You're here tonight on a Sunday night when you could be out there, couldn't you? So thank you, young people, for setting the setting the way forward for us. It's amazing. Thank you. So there's been a bit of ploughing, and I've seen that in other parts of our church's life. But as we've gone through the year, then people have started to scatter seed and started to water those seeds. And it is so encouraging to hear those testimonies that we've been hearing this evening. When we heard from the Barnabas communities, the Barnabas communities themselves have uh, about 85 people who regularly go to the Barnabas communities, but they have a reach of a total of 154 people. So what we see gathered on Sundays is only a part of what our church's life is like. Uh, that ex those figures that... Uh, Tim gave about Barnabas Bears and saying that 90% of the um, 138 people who come to the parties once a term don't go to church at all. That gives you an indication of the reach, the fringe that God is developing. Uh, the way that the communities, as they shared in the student community, saying what God's been doing is building relationships with both within the communities but with people around us. That's what God is doing. And then there is this unexpected uh, multiplication of Alpha. Um, alpha, this year, we had a certain number of people come on the first week, and then the next week there were more people, and the week after that there were more people. And James and I, each Tuesday morning, looked at each other and said, but that doesn't happen with Alpha. All of the, all of the history of Alpha is that you start with a number coming to the party, to find out what it's like, and then it gradually drops off week on week on week. And this one went the opposite way. And we looked at each other and went, it's God, isn't it? Certainly not us. We're co-workers. It's God who makes it grow. And I hope we never lose that sense of surprise when we see what God does. There has been a sense over these last few, few months where we've had our kind of head down and we've been really kind of looking at what, you know, very much in detail, that sort of stuff. And this week has been fantastic because as we've come to the uh, APCM that was on Wednesday and then today, we've lifted our head up. It was great to hear about Mill Road Community doing that on Tuesday and saying, what are we thankful for in this year of Multiply? And then all of these testimonies came and it's almost like we've lifted our head up and we've seen God's beating heart 
Not simply for us, but for our city and for the people around us. Wow. It's wonderful. And our gatherings on Sunday, we've seen an increase of that sense of the Holy Spirit's at work amongst us. We've had people being healed. We've seen people in home groups and Barnabas communities involved with prayer and support and care of each other. And there is a a care home here on Mill Road called Ditchburn Place. And our nine o'clock congregation, there are a number of people there who every week uh, go into the care home and they have something called the Ditchburn Fellowship, which involves prayer, Bible, fellowship, and a cup of tea and a biscuit. And that's, again, it's a small core group of people and a fringe that they're reaching with the good news of Jesus. So it's people in our church from the very beginning of life. We hear from the Barnabas Bears right the way through to that final beginning where we move from this life to the next life. People need to hear at all stages of life, don't we? At birth and at death and at every stage in between. So on Vision Sunday, I commented that with regards to multiplication, I'm under no illusions that it's God who needs to do this. In the parable of the sower, the farmer casts out the seed. Not all of it lands on good soil, and I think that should encourage us, because sometimes when we cast the seeds out, there's nothing that seems to happen, or it gets stolen away. But all we are doing as the co-workers is chucking the seed out there. We're asking God to make it grow. It has to be God that brings the multiplication. And uh, I asked the question on Vision Sunday, with that 30, 60, and 100 fold that Jesus mentions, what could it look like for us? And I said, well, how about this year, each household reaching one other household? And I wanted to ask the question for us this evening, how's that going? I've noticed through this year, a lot of people moving homes. God providing homes for people to live in. God providing housemates and new places to rent and gather in. And as people have prayed about homes and places to live, they've had to exercise both faith for God to provide in that, to bring them into the right place. So what's the next steps? Well, the next steps is simply to pray walk around the area. Now, you don't have to be strange doing that. You can just walk and pray and talk. Keep your eyes open. It helps you not bumping into people. I find prayer walking with my eyes shut particularly challenging. But prayer walking with my eyes open, chatting as if I'm having a conversation, that's good. Sometimes stopping, and then, yes, I probably will have a bit of a pray on the corner at that point with my eyes shut but keep walking pray walk around the area ask God what are the opportunities what are the doors that you're opening who are the people who are particularly welcoming us at this time in the place that we've moved to and if you haven't moved recently are there people who've moved close to you and you think oh hang on a minute they're particularly welcoming or are there some people that you're in a long-term friendship with you've known for a number of months number of years, and you're thinking, actually, they've, they've had a big life change. Let's have a conversation. What is God doing amongst the people that you're relating to? 
so that these conversations can open up. And again, with all of this, I would just really encourage you to pray walk, prayer walk around a place. Walk with some other people, with some friends, and pray for the peace of the community that you live in. Pray for the people who live there. And ask God to show you who are the people who are welcoming you, who are open to hearing, who are the good ground to receive the seed. And ask the Holy Spirit to come. You don't know what God's going to do. And that's part of the excitement, of the adventure of following Jesus. Ask God the question, what next, God? And you'll be surprised that sometimes it's a really simple answer. Have, invite somebody around for a meal. Go out to the pub with somebody. That could be the next step. So, always keep your eyes open for what it is that God is doing. We've got so much to be thankful for, which is what we've heard through the testimonies. And as we move into next week, which is our gift day, uh, I really want you to take one of these away tonight and to pray through what you could bring back. Could be a little, could be a lot. To give to this next stage of our vision for this year. Uh, as uh, James said in the notices, we're looking to raise 40,000 pounds to uh, extend God's goodness through the city and beyond. So do be praying about that. And what we'd hope to be able to do is to use that to appoint a student worker and to introduce from the autumn our form discipleship year, uh, which is a way of having an interns program. But basically, it's a way for us to invest in people like you as you start off on the next stage of life, as you move from university into working life, as you go forward and to put into the foundation of your life, God, what are you saying and what am I going to do about it? That then could apply in the workplace, it could apply in working in church, it could apply to overseas. It's giving you that firm foundation on uh, God speaking into your life on a regular basis. So those, and along with those things, we've got other things that, as a church, we're really committed to. So we're asking God to provide uh, for this next uh, week. So do be praying about that, asking God to provide, and thinking what you can bring back in this snazzy red envelope next week. Snazzy, that's an old word, isn't it? There we go. If you're looking to get into regular giving and you haven't as yet got into regular giving, weekly giving, pick up one of these. This is our regular giving envelope. It's got all the details you need. And these are on the table under the clock at the back there. So do pick up one of those. If you haven't as yet got into regular giving and you would like to, that's a, a weekly one. I'm so thankful for everyone who gets involved in the life of our church. We are co-workers together. We're co-workers together. This year, I had the opportunity to invite six people to Alpha, but each one of the people that I invited, I knew that they were connected in with lots of other people as well. There's no lone rangers in this church. We're co-workers together. God networks us and gets us engaging with lots of different people. I had no idea whether they would turn up on the first night of Alpha or not. That's not the point. It's God who makes it grow. And they did. It was great to see them. But it's God that did that. 
And it was through all those network of relationships and the fact that we're co-workers together. That is enough for me. I said I would be short. So would you like to stand? Uh, I'd like to invite the worship band up. Many of you, as I've looked around, I know you're already involved in many teams, many ways of serving this church. And uh, there are lots of teams around. You've heard that as we've gone through this evening. If you've heard something that's inspired you to get involved, there's spaces on things like hosting and hospitality and all the other teams, uh, do let us know. But the main way for us to participate is to be thankful to God, to give glory to God for who he is and what he's doing amongst us because it is God who makes this grow. So as Matt and the band lead us, I'd like us to start by saying thank you to God. Pick one of the things you've heard this evening from the testimonies and start saying thank you to God. Start speaking out thanks to God. Thanks and praise. And then Matt will lead us in the song. So let's start speaking that out. Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you for people coming to faith in you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your mercy, Lord. Thank you for the students, Lord. Thank you for the Barnabas communities. Thank you for home groups, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the way that we see you grow. Praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the children of this church. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that testimony of Leah sharing her faith at school through Duplo. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for Ditchman Place. Thank you for all the ages and stages of life that we see. Lord, we want to see the city changed. Would you release the provision, Lord, that we need? You're the God that provides. Lord, would you take us to the next stage that we'd pray around places and we'd see opportunities, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give glory to you, Lord. Glory to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's keep those thanksgivings going. Simply say glory to you, God. Glory to you. Thank you, Lord. Glory to you. Thank you.